2 Chronicles 30. Hezekiah sent to all Israel and Judah and wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh that they should come to Yahweh's house at Jerusalem to keep the Passover to Yahweh, the God of Israel. For the king had taken counsel with his princes and all the assembly in Jerusalem to keep the Passover in the second month. For they could not keep it at that time because the priests had not sanctified themselves in sufficient number. And the people had not gathered themselves together to Jerusalem. The thing was right in the eyes of the king and of all the assembly. So they established a decree to make proclamation throughout all Israel from Beersheba even to Dan that they should come to keep the Passover to Yahweh, the God of Israel, at Jerusalem. For they had not kept it in great numbers in the way it is written. So the couriers went with the letters from the king and his princes throughout all Israel and Judah, and according to the commandment of the king, saying, You children of Israel, turn again to Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, that he may return to the remnant of you that have escaped out of the hand of the kings of Assyria. Don't be like your fathers and like your brothers, who trespassed against Yahweh, the God of their fathers, so that he gave them up to desolation, as you see. Now don't be stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourself to Yahweh and enter into his sanctuary, which he has sanctified forever, and serve Yahweh your God, that his fierce anger may turn away from you. For if you turn again to Yahweh, your brothers and your children will find compassion before those who led them captive and will come again to this land, because Yahweh your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away his face from you if you return to him. So the couriers passed from city to city throughout the country of Ephraim and Manasseh, even to Zebulun, but people ridiculed them and mocked them. Nevertheless, some men of Asher, Manasseh and Zebulun humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. Also, the hand of God came on Judah to give them one heart, to do the commandment of the king and of the princes of Yahweh's word. Many people assembled at Jerusalem to keep the Feast of Unleavened Bread in the second month, a very great assembly. They arose and took away the altars that were in Jerusalem, and they took away all the altars for incense and threw them into the brook Kidron. Then they killed the Passover on the 14th day of the second month. The priests and the Levites were ashamed and sanctified themselves and brought burnt offerings into Yahweh's house. They stood in their place after their order, according to the law of Moses, the man of God. The priests sprinkled the blood which they received of the hand of the Levites. For there were many in the assembly who had not sanctified themselves. Therefore the Levites were in charge of killing the Passovers for everyone who was not clean to sanctify themselves to Yahweh. For a multitude of people, even many of Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar and Zebulun had not cleansed themselves and yet they ate the Passover other than the way it was written. For Hezekiah had prayed for them saying, May the good Yahweh pardon everyone who sets his heart to seek God Yahweh the God of his fathers, even if they aren't clean, according to the purification of the sanctuary. Yahweh listened to Hezekiah and healed the people. The children of Israel who were present at Jerusalem kept the Feast of Unleavened Bread seven days with great gladness. The Levites and the priests praised Yahweh day by day, singing with loud instruments to Yahweh. Hezekiah spoke encouragingly to all the Levites who had good understanding in the service of Yahweh. So they ate throughout the feast for seven days, offering sacrifices of peace offerings and making confession to Yahweh, the God of their fathers. The whole assembly took counsel to keep another seven days. 
and they kept another seven days with gladness. For Hezekiah king of Judah gave to the assembly for offerings 1,000 bulls and 7,000 sheep, and the princes gave to the assembly 1,000 bulls and 10,000 sheep. A great number of priests sanctified themselves. All the assembly of Judah with the priests and the Levites, and all the assembly who came out of Israel, and the foreigners who came out of the land of Israel and who lived in Judah, rejoiced. So there was great joy in Jerusalem. For since the time of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, there was nothing like this in Jerusalem. Then the Levitical priests arose and blessed the people. Their voice was heard and their prayer came up to his holy habitation, even to heaven. So King Hezekiah decides he's going to have the Passover, but it's the wrong time of year. They've missed their chance. <laughs> They're supposed to have Passover in the month of Nisan, um, but... It's this, they decide they're going to have, because they've missed it, they're going to have it anyway. So they're going to have the Passover in the wrong month of the year. There's a number of things like this in this Passover story which are not quite right. If you were going to follow the law 100% correctly, as according to you know the book of Leviticus, which we did many months ago, you would find that this was not a proper Passover celebration. So first of all, the priests, um, you know, they weren't all, there weren't enough of them cleansed. Uh, Levites had to help them sacrifice. We discovered that in the last chapter. Here we discover that people have come from tribe, from places where they weren't sanctified. So technically they couldn't participate. Hezekiah prays and asks the Lord to forgive them. So they participate, but they're not ritually cleansed. So we've got the wrong time of the year. We've got people who are not cleansed to participate. We've got even some of the priests not quite cleansed. Levites who wouldn't normally be involved with sacrificing, they're helping out. So we've got a number of things that are happening that are not correct. <laughs> and yet, the joy of the Lord is in it. It's such a wonderful celebration that they all agree to keep it for another seven days. And at the start of this, Hezekiah sends letters throughout all Israel from Dan to Beersheba. Dan is the very, very top of the 12 tribes now, ever since the days of Rehoboam, when the nation split into two, um, all those tribes up north, they haven't had much to do with Jerusalem. Um, but here, we've got a case of Hezekiah sending messengers throughout all the 10 northern tribes saying, come for the Passover. It's the wrong time of the year, but come. Get yourself sorted out with the Lord. And I think that's just, it, the whole, this whole story is one of such grace because it's, it's kind of like, here's what you gotta to do to be perfect, but you can't be, but your heart to love the Lord means he overlooks all your imperfections and you get to have such great joy in following him and serving him. So it's a picture of grace, and that's so true of our life. Jesus is our Passover lamb, and um, Jesus died for us, and if, if we can't even come to Jesus because we're not, ritually clean <laughs> if we had to be clean to come to jesus um not a single human being would be able to come so we're like all the people in this story that hezekiah prayed for the king prays and says lord overlook their their faults and it says that the, the the lord yahweh heard his prayer and healed them well that's you and me the king which is jesus he prays and he asked the Lord to forgive us. And he can only do that because he is our Passover lamb and he's been sacrificed for us. And so because of that, we are forgiven. 
we wouldn't have been good enough to come, but because of Christ, we can come. And we can, because of Christ, we can receive Christ. And because we receive Christ, we are healed. So the whole thing is a wonderful picture of grace. Those who are on the outside, those of the tribes that have been estranged, they're included in. That's another picture of us who've been estranged being included in. And I think what we've got here is revival. <laughs> we've got a case of, you know, the message goes through all the land of Israel and it says that the messengers were ridiculed, but some accepted. Some from um, Manasseh, some from Zebulun. Zebulun, by the way, is the part of the world where Jesus lived, up near the you know, Sea of Galilee, and that's Zebulun. And Naphtali, that whole area, that's where Jesus lived. So you've got people from that area. They, some of them heard, and they believed, and they came. And with great joy, they celebrate. And it's a picture to us that the way is open, that we can come to Christ, even if we're excluded, even if we're not worthy, even if we're not pure, we can come to Christ and we can be received by him. The whole story of Hezekiah is, Hezekiah would have to be one of my favorite kings. He, he's at least equal with King David. <laughs> I just like him because he's someone that, that just wanted to do things God's way. He also went through difficulties like no one else. None of the other kings had to go through that Assyrian invasion. He trusted in the Lord like no one else. And here he initiates a revival in the land and I, that's something I'd like to see here in our church and in our churches, in our city, this type of a revival. The grace of God being extended to all people and people responding with joy. Father, we pray for that. We pray that the gospel, the grace of the Lord would be extended to all people and that joy would come into the hearts of people. Heavenly Father, I ask that our Passover, which is the the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for us at Calvary, Lord, that's our Passover. I pray that our Passover would be celebrated in our hearts. Lord, I pray for people living today, Lord, in Australia, people in our city of Rockhampton, Lord, people in the nations. Lord, wherever my listeners are, I pray that they would keep the Passover. Lord, that they would, not like in the old times, but Lord, that they would keep it in their hearts with joy towards Jesus Christ, who is their Passover lamb. Father, I pray that our hearts would be filled with gratitude, appreciation, and faith. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.